Breakfast with Now TV. Have a movie marathon with over 1,000 movies on Now TV. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. How are we all getting on? Oh, great. Good. Good, good, good. I woke good. up this morning, guys, and you know, have you ever woken up and you're absolutely starving? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't have a dinner uh, late last night. Okay. And I went to bed really early. So I woke up and I was absolutely ravenous. So here I am with my breakfast wrap at this hour in the morning. Where'd you get the breakfast wrap? Do you make Garage it? Garage on the way. Oh, and what's no. in your breakfast wrap? Did I've she got make sausage, it? eggs, rashers. Uh, also got hash browns, white pud. The oh, works. wowzers. In a wrap, In a wrap. In a wrap of oh, all a breakfast wrap. Oh, yeah, I've never heard of a breakfast wrap. A roll, all right. But I can't imagine it in a wrap. Now, it smelled lovely. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I was thinking it was maybe the, the best way to go. You know, not so much bread, but all the stuff in the middle kind of cancels it out. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just glad I'm not in the same room as you because I'd just be wanting yeah, half yeah, of it. Yeah. So enjoy it. Thank you. Thanks. I, are you going to have it like done in two minutes and 52 seconds here in Harry Styles so Possibly. you can talk to me on the words you're waking up to? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, good stuff. It's a challenge. We're here till 10. Uh, lots to talk about this morning. Tunes to play and prizes to be won. This is beat. I want to tell you about this show. It's been going around on Twitter the last couple of days. It's a horror story for every parent, Okay. okay. It happened in China, right? The Shanghai Museum of Glass. It sounds expensive already, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, they posted a notice on their, their website saying that one of their prized exhibits was unfortunately broken by two little visitors. Now, apparently two children who were visiting the glass museum with their parents climbed over barriers and accidentally knocked into a glass case that held an exquisite glass model of a Disney castle, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. The Disney Castle was valued at 64,000 US dollars. It took artists over 500 hours to create it. It weighs 60 kilograms, has 30,000 pieces and is decorated in 24 karat gold. And <laughs> oh my God, I'm just imagining like, but hang on a sec. How did they climb over the barriers? Like at what point are you like, oh, where, where are the kids? I don't know. I don't know. But I'd just love to see the parents' faces when they saw the $64,000 glass Disney castle crashing to the ground. <laughs> and it just reminded me as if we needed reminding that children really are little human demolition balls, aren't they? They're just little little destruction monsters. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what I wanted to touch on on the show for a few minutes this morning. Um, if you are the parents of small ones, what is the worst thing that they have destroyed on you? Whether it's painting the walls with lipstick or smashing something valuable. Uh, or maybe when you were small, what was the, you know, the thing that you absolutely wrecked and destroyed? I, I'll start the ball okay. rolling. Uh, when I was small, and I'm showing my age here, but we had um, the video player recorders, right? Yeah. And I remember later ones, you'd shove the video in from the side and it just slide in. Mm. But I remember the first one we had was, it was a top loader one. So it had lifted the top, you'd put the video in, then you'd shove it back down, Yeah, I right? remember, yeah. But I was, and I don't know how old I was, maybe five or six, old enough to know better. I just thought a sandwich would fit perfectly in the slot. No. And it did, amazingly. So I put a ham sandwich in. <laughs> And I shoved it down. And of course, the bits went everywhere. Like there was butter on all the heads and bits of ham and bits of bread all over the video player. It was destroyed. It was destroyed. As a five-year-old, now I get it. You wanted to see. You thought that like it slotted in nicely. But what did you think was going to happen when you put the sandwich in? <laughs> that it was going to play? Or like what was going on in your head? I don't think I thought that far ahead, yeah, to be not. honest. You know? Um, so yeah, that was our, our, our video player gone and a new one required. Um, Were you in trouble? 
I don't remember it well. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, it was a rough couple of days in the house, you could say, you know. And it was a waste of a good sandwich. Not That's the worst part. Was it a ham or a cheese? I think it was a ham sandwich, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was silly. <laughs> um, I don't think I was that destructive as a child. Now, maybe I could get my mom or dad to text in and tell me, but I don't have memories of, like, destroying anything or breaking anything. But I do remember... When I was younger, we were getting our sitting room done up. Mm. So all of the um, good glassware, like the crystal, everything was brought into the kitchen and put into a cabinet in the kitchen. Lovely. And my dad was in a, a hurry one day and he went to get something out of the press where all of the crystal was, knocked one piece and the whole thing oh God. went down. Mm. Like all their wedding stuff, every, no like way. all that stuff that, you know, they had kept for years and years and years. And I remember thinking, am I going to get blamed for this? This was your <laughs> fault, Phil. But I, I don't I don't have any memories of like anything that okay, I... Okay, we definitely need to hear from the lines <laughs> yeah, on yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, morning, yeah. please. Confirmation. Um, okay, over to you on this one. What is the, the worst thing either your children have destroyed on you or maybe when you were small, what's the most expensive thing you ever broke? Mm-hmm. 85 9103 Text or WhatsApp, you can voice note too. Um, let's start with Rachel. How's the form, Rachel? Oh, good, how are you? Good, 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 good. Now, this is you when you were small, is that right? Yeah. What What did you do? How old were you first when this happened? I'm going to say it's about six or seven. My parents just got like a brand new mark. And you know, like the way the old marks used to have, like the tree, like there was like 3D on the bonnet kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They had one of them, and I just kind of wanted a new toy, so I was like, you know what? <laughs> Grabbed it and yanked it off. My ma- my mom lost her life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've always wondered about that. Like I've always wondered how easy was it to take off. Well, she was six and she managed it. Yeah, like I have no idea, but obviously it was easy enough to pull off. It was a huge issue at the time with the original marks of vandalism, people grabbing those. But nobody would expect their own beautiful darling child to be the vandal (laughs) here and tear it off. What were you planning to do with it? I just think it it looks pretty, so it's like, you know what? It was like a really shiny toy for your bedroom. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're like the worst magpie in the neighbourhood yeah, going yeah, for yeah. the glittery things. Listen, <laughs> oh, exactly. Rachel, thanks a million for taking the most chat to us this morning. Let me read a few of the others um, coming in. Uh, guys, I, I walked in the other day and I just bought a new velvet bed. Lovely. Oh. My little girl was watching telly and after her bath, I walked back into the room. There was makeup everywhere. Earbuds, my clothes all over the floor, everywhere. She was destroyed in my new bronzer, lipstick in her mouth. Oh no. I didn't know whether to cry or laugh. I know it it is funny when you see a kid (laughs) covered in makeup, but like when your bedroom is destroyed. Oh god. Um now, um guys, I'm not sure what age I was, not old enough to drive anyway. My dad always parked his bike under the sitting room window in front of the car park space, but on this particular day he left it behind my mother's car. Now I went about hoovering the car, halfway through went to pull the car out to reverse it in for the hoover to reach the rest of the car. Grand. Jumped in, car into reverse, had a good look to make sure I wouldn't hit anything, and started to reverse and boom. No. The bike was so heavy I couldn't pick it up. My brother wouldn't help and my ma just laughed at me. Eventually we picked it up. Few bits damaged so I told my ma to say nothing and let on she didn't know. I was hiding in the backyard and she wasn't to tell him where I was. The father went to go off and noticed it. Asked the mother what happened so she burst out laughing and ratted me out straight away. (laughs) I could hear her because the kitchen window was open. Needless to say he flipped the lid lads. His poor bike. Yeah, yeah. But you were only trying to do a good thing over in the car, though, in fairness. It just went wrong. 
Um, when I was younger, my sister and I were playing ball in the kitchen and she told me to sit down. So I sat down on the fireplace. The fire was lit and the grate <gasps> fell on my back. Oh my I, God. I jumped up, was screaming, but please don't tell mam. I was funny and stupid at the same time. I still have the scars on my backside. Oh my God, that's awful. It's I'm quite grim. Okay. It's quite a grim story. Yeah. It took a dark turn <laughs> yeah, there that I wasn't expect expecting. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is my favourite uh, that's come in so far. Children being machines of destruction. And it's from Claire. And it says, when my daughter was five, my neighbour was minding her while myself and my family were visiting a very ill relationship, a relation in hospital in Cork. We got a frantic phone call from our neighbour telling us that she'd caught my daughter handing out 50 euro notes to local kids. She'd managed to retrieve 800 euro, but didn't know how much more she'd given away. Now, we were beyond shocked. We didn't have that kind of cash, so we didn't know where she'd gotten that money. After many phone calls, we found out she'd found an envelope in Grandad's house. Oh it was God. money my father-in-law had been collecting for charity. Oh, for no! Quiz table, quiz table night. Thankfully, it was just the amount she'd given away. They got the full amount back. <laughs> Imagine her going rolling around the neighbourhood, throwing out the dollars. Wow. Do your own notes. That is brilliant. Uh, Can you imagine quit. being lucky enough to get one? <laughs> yeah, I would have been gone. This is Beat. Yeah, um, we talked about this a long way back on the show and had a bit of fun. I've seen it floating around on Twitter again over the last couple of days. For people who are in a relationship, okay? Yeah. The question is this. Uh, basically, where did you meet your other half? Because that's the place that you've now got to get married. Okay? Oh, no. So think about what? that. If you have if you uh, have to get married to the person um, where you met them, where would that be? So uh, let's start. Trish, I know the answer for you. It's an easy <laughs> enough one. The bad news is you're getting married here at the Broadcast Centre. No, I don't want it. Look, we'll put a I bit of bunting it. up in the, in the canteen. Pictures out around the picnic benches. It'll be lovely. I in promise. We'll make an effort, okay? <laughs> you can do a lot with a car park. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to cover the whole thing. Maybe we get a marquee out there or something to hide it. At least you have a bit no of space. <laughs> so, can I get a refund? <laughs> Shona, where are you and Tom getting married? Um, by a... <laughs> that's the weirdest answer ever. <laughs> by a gunge tank on a, stu- a TV studio floor. <laughs> Ew. Oh. A gunge tank. Yeah, like Tom and I met on the set of a children's TV show. <laughs> Beside the gunge tank was the first place I saw him. So. Were, you, were either of you covered in gunge at the time? No, he was preparing the gunge. Okay. And he was actually going to chuck it on me later in the show. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I just love. Wow. I love that. That's impressive, I have to say. Neither of us have particularly romantic or, like, wonderful settings for our potential. But how much fun would a wedding be with gunge? Not at all. (laughs) Your dress dress would be ruined. Everybody else's good wear. It'd be fun. Well, actually, you'd have a bit of crack. You'd have to have two separate outfits. You'd have to have your gunge outfit and your wedding dress. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so I want to put that out to the southeast (laughs) this morning. If you are in a relationship and you have to get married in the place where you met your other half, where are you getting married? Is it the little car park? (laughs) Is it a certain nightclub in town? Where is it that you're going to end up getting married based on the first place that you met them? We've got loads of messages in here. <laughs> Karen was on from Aherlow. Uh, we're getting outside, married outside the chipper in Tip Town. That's Grand, not too bad. Good Your spread of food. Sorted. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. all sorted. Um, another one here. Oh, this is one of the, the questionable ones. Laura said, we met on Tinder together five years. Where the hell will we get married? I, I think the rule will be the first place you met. Mm. 
very first it's date. It's always going to be good then because your first date is always the one you may want to make a good impression. Well, it depends. They might, some people might go for a more relaxed walk than a full restaurant kind of thing, you know, that kind of way. So you might Still be getting beautiful. married on the prom in Tremor or oh. something. Um, now, Gemma was on. She says, uh, the Uluru, not the beautiful romantic one in Australia, the one on the Dunmore Road. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Well, mean you'd have a party yeah um Aoife in Ferns she says we're getting married in the old Dunstores car park in Enniscorthy oh I know it well Aoife no fair play to you <laughs> where love stories begin yeah, eh yeah. Aaron was on to us from Wexford as well <laughs> that's guys I'm getting married in my friend's living room oh Aaron <laughs> you naughty boy at least you know where the jacks are um <laughs> another one here this is from Zoe um from Asai I met my boyfriend of four years in the Foundry nightclub in Carlo oh. That's a fairly high-tech venue now for a wedding, I have to yeah. say. And yeah. the music will be sorted for the night. And um, this is from Shannon, um, and it says, guys, we are getting married. Sorry, it's not Shannon, it's from Brian. Uh, the Tremor Amusement Park. Sure, who wouldn't <laughs> love to say, I do on the Walsers? No, thanks. <laughs> I don't know, it'd be like a scene out of Greece. You could do something <laughs> with that. It's like a themed wedding. It could be, This is B. I would like to take this opportunity to personally congratulate my friend and hopefully someday future partner, um, Paul Meskel. He has been nominated for an Emmy. Oh my God, I'm so proud. Um, He's reacted to his first ever Emmy nomination. He's only 24, as we know, and he's been nominated for lead actor in a limited series for his role as Connell in Normal People. Uh, Director Lenny Abrahamson also landed an Emmy nomination, as did the writers Sally Rooney and Alice Birch and casting director Louise Kiley but actress Daisy Edgar-Jones didn't receive any nominations and sharing his shock on Twitter using an image from an emotional scene from the show Paul gave his co-star a special mention my actual face right now with him crying from uh, in a, a picture from the um, show itself thank you to absolutely everyone at Element Pictures Hulu and BBC3 um, at Lenny, Lenny Abrahamson I will never be able to thank you enough Red Heart at Daisy Edgar Jones this only exists because of you and your extraordinary talent it's as simple as that thank you all and Lenny also paid tribute to Daisy saying it wouldn't the, the nominations are for her as well because it wouldn't they wouldn't be where they are without her it must be so hard it's a bit awkward isn't it it's like, like it's like when the radio award nominations come out and I get all the nominations and everyone everyone's everyone's like saying fair play Nile well done but I'm just wondering is there a bit of jealousy there you know that they weren't nominated of course this is uh, but I did warn you I want to do a little sexy talk on the show this morning a little sexy go talk. for it this uh, topic has blown up on Reddit and I was reading it through last night and I love it okay <laughs> uh, they asked the question very simply right what non-sexual thing feels quite sexual? Okay, it's not meant to be sexy, but oh, it does feel a little bit sexy. Now, let me give you a few examples okay. of what we're talking about here. Uh, some of the things that were mentioned here, and some of them were quite strange, the popular answers, but um, uh, so this is obviously pre-COVID. Touching somebody's hand by accident in public. Oh, yeah, when you brush against <laughs> when you someone. Brush, now, obviously, yeah. it depends on the hotness of the person you're brushing yeah. against. But, yeah, I mean, as I said, up till February, March this year, that was quite a... quite an, Nowadays, it's... Go, oh, where's the sanitizer? Yeah. Where's the sanitizer? Um... That, good, girls, you, uh, hairdressers, having your hair washed by somebody else. Yeah, I wonder if it's the touch, the fingertips, because when you go to the hairdressers now, they do give you a little bit of a massage. Mm. So if you're in any way... Well, on that, that was mentioned as well, um, uh, having somebody play with your hair. Mm. Yeah. And I used to know some girls who would like, really like that. Oh, but, I love it. But I'm, I'm like... <laughs> 
What am I meant to do? Do I pull at it? Do I rub it like I rub the cat? Do I do a circular motion? Oh like? no, I'll have to teach you. It's all, it's a very <laughs> gentle, like it's not a sensual thing, but it is very gentle when you rub somebody's hair. I love having my hair rubbed. I think you're one way or the other. But actually, isn't there something about when you go for a massage as well? You know the way mm. when you go into the room and they say, okay, if you can just, you, you just take off your clothes and then I'll come back in. And you're standing there going, oh my God, this is so weird. It's not <laughs> sexual at all. It just feels really strange to be naked. Um, there's another one here as well. And I get this as well. It's a tying somebody else's tie for them. I get that oh. as the, the oh, receiver yeah. of it. Whether it's a girl or a guy, when somebody comes up and just starts fixing your tie and your collar and stuff, there's yeah, the little yeah, yeah, frisson yeah. there, a frisson oh, of energy. Frisson. Yeah, yeah. You, you won't be having any frissons this year, Nile. <laughs> no. Um, and I love this one. Something non-sexual that feels quite sexual. Uh, somebody said the guys who strap you in on a roller coaster are we going to kiss why are you giving me that eye contact they strap you in and leave you and you're like what are we now do we have a thing I love it call me later <laughs> so we're going to pause there and I want you to think about that for a moment and give us your answers what whether you're a guy or a girl what non-sexual thing feels quite sexual sometimes um, here's a few more of the answers uh, that have been coming in when someone is putting the car in reverse and they put their hand on the back of your seat oh, oh yeah. yeah there is yeah. something what is about, it about that? that well it's just they're, they're quite intimate when they do mm. that because they and, have to and, lean over and in control you know, yeah, that's I'm, it. I'm doing this. Yeah. But it almost feels like the arm is supposed to go around you and not the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michelle was on hearing a certain accent. Yeah, I mean, mm. I, I get that. We all have accents that we like and they could be saying something very like normal about yeah. your kitchen appliance and you still have a little... <sighs> That that's me with voices in general. Really, like if you have a particularly lovely voice, like mm. oh yeah, mm, yeah, get the flutter. Uh, rolling up sleeves, especially on a button down. My boss rolled up his sleeves when we were having oh. a meeting last week, and I very much lost my focus for a minute. <laughs> Trish, you were losing your life. <laughs> no, what you mean though? It's just the ruggedness of the the, the shove up. <laughs> no, I can't say I've ever felt that with a sleeve. Oh, I get it. Oh, it says I'm here and I'm ready Grr. for action, girl. Oh, yeah. Work. Uh, and we have a voice note. Are you ready for this, girls? Ready. Okay, let's do it. Something that feels sexual, well, it's just that. You know when the barber just finishes your haircut? And he puts the mirror up behind your head. He's showing you the back of your head. Two of you are looking at each other in the mirror. And he's like, what do you think of that? <laughs> I'm sure you're looking back at him. You're like, he's like, I think, that's, I think that's spot on, man. That's deadly. He's like, yeah. Jeez, you look a lot fresher with that now. <laughs> and you know, it's not meant to be sexual, like, but... Next thing you know, you're booking a hotel room. <laughs> Two nights stay, bed and breakfast. <laughs> breakfast and bed. Oh, no. <laughs> you win, you win. This is Beat. Trish and Shona, um, do you like ice cream? Love yeah. ice love cream. Love it. Thought, thought, thought. Do you mm. like the Coronas? Oh, love, love the Coronas. Well, this is the weekend of your dreams because the Coronas ice cream tour uh, kicked off yesterday evening in Cork. We'll be travelling all around the country this weekend, uh, Limerick, Galway, Dublin, and we'll reach the southeast on Monday Ooh. where they'll be in Waterford City and Dunmore East. And Danny's on the line. Danny, good morning. Hey, Danny. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. Hey, uh, how's your tour so far? You're you're out, you're on the road. Yeah, well, as you say, it literally just started yesterday evening, and then we celebrated our album coming in. So I'm a little sleepy this morning. Ah. I apologize. Did, but, did, hey, did, listen, 
This is the first interview I've done with our new album out. So thank you for talking to me and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Monday and giving you some ice cream. Excellent. Come here now, the new album, as you said, is out this well since midnight. Did you stay up till midnight to kind of see it appear everywhere on iTunes and oh, Spotify? Yeah, well, we had to we had to make sure that it was going to work okay. <laughs> so we had to we had to cheers it at midnight for that. Uh, yeah, no, all is good. Listen, it, it, yesterday we got down to Cork and... Um, you know, we wanted to promote the album and, and do some sort of launch or, you know, we can't even do in-stores properly under all the restrictions. Mm-hmm. So our manager had this amazing idea where we go in this ice cream van and it's working really well. We're getting great, great sort of traction out of it and interest. And uh, so we'll see today. Hopefully we get some decent weather and we sell some albums and, and give out some free ice cream. Yeah. You're really teasing the girls now. I mean, coming <laughs> along in an ice cream van, people might be asking you for a lick. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll what, what do you say to that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. I've just been reading about yeah. you in the paper this morning, and I'm really excited to see you. Obviously, the ice cream as well. Is Jess the pup coming with you, Danny? Oh, oh my God! Did Jess make it in the paper? Yes. Well, not a picture, no but you've way. just talked about yeah, her so well. I, I got a, I got a new dog last week. Jess, she's the best. Oh. She. I got it from the DSPCA, so I thought that she'd be, you know, a lot of work and sort of high maintenance, but she is the best. She's, so, she's so good, so I'm blessed, really, because I've heard some stories. Even our manager got a, a dog from the DSPCA as well, or just after lockdown, and poor Jim, our manager, is like, Rosie, his dog, is, is like, she's amazing and she's gorgeous, but she's definitely a lot of work and he needs to look after mm. her, whereas Jess is just so cute and she's just, is happy out and she can do tricks and everything. I'm, wow. I'm, no. I'm one of those people now that gets my phone out and, yeah. and starts showing pictures of dogs yeah. and, and like to strangers on the street. Like, hey, have you seen my dog? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so you don't have I'm, to. You don't have to ask me twice with my pets. I have the phone out of my yeah, pocket yeah. before anyone even looks at yeah, me. Exactly. Um, here, we chatted a few weeks back. Just um, and the album itself, right? Um, obviously, it's a different circumstances. Um, it's a three-piece band now, but it did allow you to collaborate and bring more people in. Uh, people like the lads from True Tide. I know Roshin was involved so it, it's fair to say it's it's kind of more collaborative stuff than you've done before Absolutely yeah like when, when Dave told us last summer that you know he wanted to step back from the band we were sort of we instead of like sort of taking the burden the three of us on our shoulders we, we just said asking all our really talented mates to get involved and so we've lots of different people playing guitar Dave himself played some guitar in the album as well um, yeah, as you say, a lot of co-writes with different with different talented people that we know. So, um, yeah, it turned out really, really well. It was cool to, to sort of get more people involved. And, you know, I've been doing some co-writes the last couple of albums, but, uh, yeah, it just really worked for this bunch of songs that we had. And, and we, we went back to a producer we'd used in London, and it just sort of came together really easily. And, of course, we had Gabrielle Applin on board, on board as well for a song. So I wrote a song with her and, and Alfie from Wilson Taylor, and, yeah, it was really, really good fun, like, you know. So, uh, yeah, delighted to finally get it out. I feel like I've been talking about it for a long time, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Trish. Now, uh, uh, you guys have been in the business for so long now. Is it? Do you still get that same feeling when you're releasing an album? I know it was a different time this time around, yeah. but do you still get that same excitement as the first time, or is there a little bit of pressure? No, we get the excitement for sure. Like, you know, especially now. I mean, after lockdown, we weren't sure whether to you know, whether we were going to move ahead and release the album. and, and um, So it, it's sort of, it's one of those things we actually, yeah, when once we decided to move ahead with it, mm. it was really nice to have 
an album to promote because obviously there's no gigs happening at all. So, mm. it, but it felt like a bit of normality. Even the last two weeks, you know, we've been promoting it, albeit it's different ways. And yeah. There's a lot of Zoom calls and it's a lot of different online videos we're putting together as opposed to launch gigs and performances as such. But, you know, it's still nice to be able to get together and, and work on a promo plan and, you know, you know, talk about the album and get it out there because, mm. as I say, you know, we're proud of it, so... Mm, very good. Amazing. Now, uh, the Super Sprinkles uh, van is, is, is on the road. How many, tubs, how many tubs of ice cream have you had yet so far, Danny? Uh, I only had, I had two yesterday morning. I got a shorter rush and a headache. So I, I, started, I started too fast, too soon. <laughs> Brain freeze. Brain freeze. Yeah. Come here. Shona, but, just, uh, yeah. Shona just revealed to me she was in Dingle a couple of weeks ago. She has had this ice cream. Well, listen, you can't yeah. go to Dingle without walking by this shop. It, it, like the sea salt. Yeah. Oh, my God. Divine. Yeah. That's the flavor. That's the flavor we have. Yeah, Murphy's and Dingle, they're so good to us, you know, for helping us out. And they've got a bit of branding on the side of the van as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, looking forward to it. I, I'm, I'm, we made sure as well that we have the little tubs. So, like, it's not us trying to make 99. Oh, okay. Just, you know, take too long and we mess it up. So, we have the little tubs and it's all safe. And we have, like, COVID people helping us out to make sure all, oh, everyone is apart and all that sort of stuff so no, listen it's going to be a fun weekend we're, we're excited about it um, and yes it's nice, as I say it's nice to mark the album launch stuff yeah. Okay, well, uh, just a reminder, um, you're going to be here, there and everywhere, Limerick, Galway, Dublin, Dundrum, but for us here in the southeast, the big day is Monday. Weather's looking actually okay for Monday, Danny, and I know you're Great. going to be in City Square at Golden Disc uh, mid-afternoon on Monday, and then Dunmore East towards 6pm uh, if people want to come along and say hi. And then the other key thing today is True Love Waits. It is available now. Buy it, stream it, download it, get your vinyl, whatever way you want to do it, uh, but support the lads in their, their latest album. Enjoy your next few days. Have a great long weekend, Danny, all right? Thanks, guys. I appreciate it so much. Good to chat to you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Cheers. Beat Breakfast with Now TV. Stream over 300 box sets without a contract on Now TV.